welcome to episode 18. Man, who would have thought 18 episodes so far in this Smart Church Solutions podcast, Facilities 5 and Dime. Uh, my name is Nathan Parr. Again, welcome. Uh, if you're new here, uh, we're glad you're here. Uh, hopefully you were brought here by catching some content from one of our blogs, one of our posts. Maybe you're part of our Facebook group community. Regardless of how you found us, we are so very happy that you are here on the podcast. So Facilities 5 and Dime, we like to focus on the facility so you can focus on your ministry. One of the things we do to facilitate that, and like how I'm using facility a lot, um, we like to get you the best information, relevant information that you can use to actually improve the conditions and what is occurring within your facility. So today I'm excited. I get to talk a little bit about uh, something we just released, which was the results of a our first church facility benchmarking study that we did, sent out nationally to churches all over and said, we asked a bunch of questions to develop sort of a baseline, a response of how are church facilities doing the work? How are they staffing? How are they budgeting? What are they spending per square foot? And how does that stack up to national averages from other commercial properties? Uh, commercial surveys that are done and uh, we, we've got it out it's produced there'll be a link uh, in the description on how you can download a copy for yourself it's free uh, we want you to use it so I'm here to talk a little bit just about the process what we did and uh, probably give hopefully a lot of you listening a hard time um, I know that's what everybody wants to hear about on a podcast why am I getting a hard time that starts with this um, a little bit about the process. Uh, we sent out the survey through multiple channels. Uh, it was kind of long. It was very, very particular because the only way to get good information is to start with good data. So we asked very specific questions and a couple of them were asked in a couple different ways just to verify and clarify answers because we realized not everybody budgets the same way, not everybody classifies things the same way. So we did attempt to get to the root uh, and get us clear data. Uh, what was interesting, first off the bat, was how many surveys I had to uh, discount, to to not use. Um, we we went through and did a, a sanity check, if you will. You know, were all the questions answered? Did they make sense? You know, if you said you had 150,000 square feet, for example, that you maintained, and then you said your annual utilities was $10,000 probably not going to believe that. Okay. Uh, and especially when you say you've got uh, no staff and uh, this budget is that, and or you've got 12 staff, but your facility budget, including staff is only $50,000 a year. Um, unless they're working for pennies on the dollar, it's probably not accurate. So there was a lot, a lot that we had to immediately just not use uh, a large percentage, which leads come to the first, first point that um, I want to encourage you, if you listen to this, your facility steward, or get it to the right person so they hear it, you need to collect the data. It's your facility. If, if you're responsible for maintaining a facility, there is just basic data you need to know. That There's no way to get around it. You need to know what you're spending. You need to know how much, how, how much square footage you maintain. How, how can you plan for anything if you don't know the square footage? It's a basic concept in my opinion. Um, and you may say, well, you know, maybe what you think isn't what I need. No, in this case, no. Uh, 
we need to know the facts. So you need to know your square footage. You need to know what you're spending in your uh, utilities. You know, your gas, your electric. You need to understand the difference between the water that you're spending for potable water, drinking water, washing water, uh, restroom water versus landscaping, if you're doing that um, and, and how that works. These are basics. You need to understand how much you're spending on supplies, what you're spending on maintenance, breaking that down, being able to identify, okay, is this done by staff or is this done by service contracts? What kind of equipment? All of this stuff we asked about, we tried to gather the data and it was very apparent that not everybody who is in charge of facility knew that. Here's the positive. You can get all this information. It, it takes a little effort, it takes time, Currently, many of us have a little more time than, than we used to. At least we have, have less of an excuse. Um, but we can start gathering this data. And, and that's what I want to encourage you is if we don't gather the, the data, we can never establish a baseline. If we never establish a baseline, we can never plan improvements that we can actively track, that we can actively figure out, does this make sense? Because, again, how I might improve my facility may not make sense for your facility. What I'm spending in utilities may not be what you're spending in utilities. But the only way to know, the only way to gauge, the only way to actually make plans that make sense is, is again, to collect this data, to have a good understanding of the data, and, and to be able to reiterate or share with others the data. So you've got to, to do that. Um, it's about getting to know and understanding the truth of your facility. We don't always want to know the truth, though. That's that's another thing that became kind of apparent. We we like to pretend things are better than than they really are. Um, if we wanted the truth in all things in all ways, we we wouldn't entertain the notion of shades of gray when it comes to our facilities, uh, or use even that phrase. You know, eh, that's not what I meant, or I, I meant to do something else. Okay. It's truth, subjective or objective. When it comes to facilities, we need to focus on some objective truth. Um, so what does objective truth have to do? You know, if we start jumping into philosophy, which, you know, hey, I'm game. If you guys just want to do this, we'll, we'll do this. Um, I hold, personally, I hold that truth is truly the first definition. Uh, when, when you look at different definitions that we have, um, is truth. Uh, so if you consider truth, that which has the quality or state of being true, or is it something that is generally accepted as true? Is it subjective or objective? Okay, two different definitions of truth that you'll see out there used quite a bit. Uh, I hold that truth is truly the first definition. It is something that has a quality of state of being true, regardless of what those outside of it desire or want it to be. To allow uh, for anything else that kind of opens you up to justify bad choices or behavior, when it would be too uncomfortable to change. Uh, in other words, if you make the definition of truth too easy, it's too easy to change what is perceived as true. That really doesn't help us as a facility steward. Uh, we've talked about it many times and, and we've written about it. Uh, if you get our blogs, go, go read the past blogs. Don't just wait for the new ones to come out. There's a lot of history in there, a lot of truth in there, uh, a lot of good information. I encourage you to go back and, and download those previous ones as well. The question becomes, are you being truthful about the state of your facility? Are you ensuring that how you operate is still the best given your current situation? Now, we've had a lot of, of time to really consider <laughs> here recently how we operate, how we do things. Um, 
this is this is one moment, but this is should not be the only moment, especially uh, uh, over the lifetime of your work in the facility. Taking an honest look, going back, that that's a continual process. Are you being honest about the condition and what you are or are not doing regarding it? You're being honest about how you're stewarding that facility. Uh, again, let's talk about truth. It's not what you want it to be. It's what it is. It, it's not my subjective take on it. It's my objective. What can I prove? What can I show? Um, most of the times, I would say many facility stewards are somewhere in the middle. Okay. Um, we can be honest about saying the truth of certain things. I am understaffed. I am under budgeted. Uh, we don't have enough time. And it's pretty obvious in a lot of, a lot of cases. It seems to be consistent across the nation, across denominations. However, uh, some of those areas that are more personal, sometimes it's not as easy to be truthful uh, or as honest about those areas. So it's about us being honest, taking a look, uh, a really deep dive into our facility, what it looks like, um, and recognizing that it's not an easy process. Um, if it was easy, everyone would do it. And we wouldn't have the state of deferred maintenance that we have and we see existent across the nation, um, not just in houses of worship, but in every commercial facility. Uh, deferred maintenance is a big thing. And if we're not admitting that, if we're not being honest about that, it means we're not fixing that. So again, I refer back to this benchmark study uh, that we produced. And again, you have the link. A lot of information there, and it's a great place to start of how do I compare nationally? How do I compare in general? How do I compare with churches of my size? Because we break it down by square footage because there is a difference between the needs of a facility of 10,000 square feet versus a facility of a million square feet. There's some differences there. Not in what it takes to maintain because that's an objective truth. It doesn't matter if you've got 10,000 square feet or a million square feet, it will deteriorate, okay? At a fairly constant rate. The less preventative maintenance you put into it, it will deteriorate faster. The more intentional you are about it, um, preventative maintenance, about keeping on track of things, the slower it will deteriorate, but it will deteriorate regardless of your square footage. So that's, we're gonna take that excuse off the table. So if you're sitting there thinking, well, you know, I've got a small building, so I don't need to think, stop it. Thousand square feet, a million square feet, doesn't matter. If you've been entrusted it, you need to maintain it. You need to take care of it and you need to know what you need. You need to know what you need to know so you know where you need to go, right? How's that for, for rhyming within this? So we run into this Unfortunately, this feeling of we get around it so much that it no longer is offensive to us. It no longer bothers us. If you've ever been camping, maybe exercising, uh, if you've been in the military, you've been deployed or out in the field, um, you can get to a point where you don't realize how you smell because everyone around you smells the same and it's, it's not very pleasant, right? That becomes normal to us. If you haven't been deployed and you're thinking, well, what do you mean? If you ever forgotten, say, a gym bag, or maybe you left some cl uh, clothes in the washer, forgot to put them in the dryer, 
you go to pull it out, you know it's not a pleasant experience, right? It does not smell good. Uh, sometimes we just think about throwing them out. At least, at least I do. That was me. Okay. It wasn't that bad when I put them there, but now it's worse. You know, I thought I was cleaning them, but by not completing the task, by not seeing it to completion, by just starting it half stepping the process, kind of made it worse. We can get like that in our facility work. We get so focused on tackling the task, the emergency. Uh, we're no longer paying attention to the condition that, that we or even the rest of the facility is in. We get to that point, uh, we don't understand why, why people kind of look at us funny or their proverbial noses are crinkled uh, as they go by. We want folks to, to see what we've accomplished that was out of the ordinary. You know, look at this, what we accomplished, which a lot of times is a great thing. But these people that have different eyes that are looking at things different, they can't get past that hole in the wall that we've unleft, that, that we haven't fixed for the past three months. Now, granted, we've been understaffed and we had a major project going on over here, but to your typical person, your, your churchgoer, that's not as important as the fact that every time they come in, they see us as whole. And if they see it, they want to know why you can't see it. Right? We can get frustrated. You know, why are you worried about this small little hole in the wall when I just fixed this flooding that happened over here? Yeah, that's just the way it is. Okay. Most of our facilities, we, we have an area that stinks. Um, sometimes it takes us stepping away and, and then coming back into the facility with a new perspective. Many of us have kind of had that opportunity with the, the shutdown through COVID-19. We had the opportunity to kind of step, see the building, go in and take the time. And many of you did. You took the time to get projects done, get painting done, to get things done. But I challenge you to recognize what that means. It means that all of that stuff that should have been done was not getting done. The, the condition, the facility condition was less than it could have been, should have been. How far was it behind? How much deferred maintenance you have? Well, that's where we start again, gathering this data getting this information. And sometimes it takes someone else coming in and, and pointing out what you no longer see. If we do that, however, what we do with it and that information is key. In essence, with this facility benchmarking study, the information we give out, uh, anytime we implore you to, to improve things, you've got three, three options. Um, one, we can ignore the advice. We can ignore the, the training and downplay the significance. Uh, claim that people are too sensitive or uh, they're too too worried about the rules or, you know, it's not about the facility, it's about the ministry. Uh, and I'm not saying that the facility is greater than the ministry. I'm just simply stating, again, if you have a facility, you've been entrusted that facility. It belongs to the Lord. He's entrusted it to you. How you maintain that facility, how you look and view that facility is a reflection. Is it reflecting what you want it to reflect? Uh, two, we can decide we can't change this, that we're going to be fine with it remaining. You know, it's, it's there. We're just going to deal with it. Or three, we identify where the failure is, the root cause. We correct it. And then we know that area is fixed. And then we develop that game plan for, for making sure it doesn't get that way again. Okay. Sometimes we... There is that, that option of, okay, yeah, it's not as good, but maybe we don't need to consider it. Or, again, maybe it's our pride getting in the way of saying, oh, I'm doing the best I can. I take pride in my work. I don't doubt that. Um, 
the facility information that we were able to use and get back through this benchmarking study, it was obvious these stewards really cared about what they did because they had the data, they took the time to get the information they really wanted to figure out a way to see where they were at and then where they could improve. They were not satisfied with the status quo, which hopefully we're not either. Um, status quo, the existing state of affairs, especially regarding social and or political issues. That's a, that's a technical definition. We see that a lot in the world today or the church definition. We've always done it that way. It's always been this way. Uh, the problem is it implies that the current reality is, is desirable to us. Not necessarily because that is what is best. It's desirable because it what it's what makes us feel the most secure. It's the same thing we run into when we talk about facility condition assessments, when we talk about benchmarking, when we talk about data gathering. The, the fear, the scary part of gathering this information, of doing this process, is admitting that there are areas that are not good. Okay. And that doesn't mean you're you're a bad person. It doesn't mean you failed. It just simply means there's something keeping an area of the facility from being as good as it should be. You're missing something. Uh, I've said many times, it takes three things. Three things. Three, three little things to ma properly maintain a facility. Time, money, and personnel. <laughs> just those three, right? How much time, how much money, and how much personnel. That's going to vary based on your square footage. Uh, another shameless plug, that's what a benchmarking survey can be used to help you. Are you investing in enough time, personnel, or money? Because if you're short in any of those areas, the facility will suffer. A lot of times our facility stewards, they perform the extraordinary, but that doesn't... That doesn't keep everything where it should be and keep it maintained properly. Um, and just railing about it, which which sometimes I feel like I do a lot of just, ah, I wish people would take care of it, uh, but no, we've always done it, or it's always, just railing about it is ineffectual and changing the status quo without putting in work. And this is where, again, as we go back to that subjective versus objective truth, subjective it doesn't bother me as much that that there's a little dust in the corners and there's cracks in the wall. Objective says there's dust in the corners and cracks in the wall. We're not maintaining what we have. It needs to be repaired, right? Um, so we've got to be willing to do that. We've got to fight for honesty, right? As a facility steward, we, we make it work. Y'all make it work. Uh, the buildings aren't falling down. People are able to to come in. They're able to worship. You're modifying it amazingly during COVID-19. You're, you're, you're performing the extraordinary. It's, it's awesome to see. But don't let that accomplish uh, your accomplishing of the extraordinary. Don't let that overshadow or diminish the need to take care of the ordinary every day. Because while, while handling the extraordinary is great for the moment, if we don't take care of the ordinary long term, that means we're going to lose and we're going to lose the effectiveness of that facility. It's no longer going to be as effective in supporting the ministry as it could or should be. We've quoted it many times for every dollar you don't spend now, 
on preventative maintenance is going to cost you three to four times as much by the time you, you do when you have to do it if you're not prepared for it. And waiting on the next natural disaster, hailstorm to replace a roof or a fire to pay for remodeling, that's not an effective planning method. Um, just, just saying. So using this benchmark that gives you a thing, taking the time to assess your facility or hiring somebody to come in and look at your facility, facility condition assessment, you know, taking a look. Someone who, and it could be anybody, it could be somebody in the church, it could be uh, one of your brothers and sisters in another, another church, come take a look. It could be a contracted person, but someone who comes in and takes an objective look and says, okay, based on what you have, your square footage, all of your equipment, you should have at least this much invested in personnel. You should be budgeting this much in finances and you should be spending this much time to clean or maintain your facility. And all those, you know, they interact. The only way we know and we can make those things come true and be accurate is again, where does it start? It all goes back to the data. Have you collected the data? Do you know? Can you actually look at your facility and plug it into a facility benchmark report and see where you, you what range or where you fall? I will challenge you that are listening, many of you, and say most of you won't be able to. I've had lots of phone calls with people asking about facilities and what they can do and how, how we can help, or just, just questions. And 80% of the time, my, my most basic questions that I want answers to, to, to help figure out how, I, how I can help or what, how to answer the question, you know, how many square feet do you have? I don't know. Uh, how many approximate events do you support, you know, weekly, monthly, annually, you know, some, I don't know. How many staff do you have? I don't know. What, what's your annual budget? I don't know. Okay. If you don't, if you don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I can tell you. I can make up lots of stuff. Uh, but I could design you a great plan for a million square foot to take care of. But if you got 10,000 square feet, eh, it's probably not going to be as effective for you. Um, probably won't be able to afford it either. So, so we're not called to, to become stale. We're not called to become complacent in our facility stewardship. We're not called to bury it in the dirt and wait for an accounting when we have to, we're called to be proactive, right? We're called to take care of the stuff. So I just want to encourage you this one. It's first and probably going to be several conversations uh, about facility stewardship, about benchmarking, about condition assessments, about taking care of things. Um, and this was nice. I, I took it easy. Um, my wife, she, she always reminds me that I can't, you know, be, be real aggressive. But I, I do want to challenge you. At some point, we, we've got to not allow excuses into what we do. And we've got to say, okay, I'm going to be responsible. So I'm going to take care of X, Y, and Z. I'm going to figure out how many square foot. I'm actually going to know the answer to what my budget is. I'm going to figure out what I'm spending per square foot. Uh, and by the way, um, hopefully you read the benchmarking deal, but we look at things cost per square foot. Why? Because it doesn't matter if you have an attendance a normal attendance of 5,000 or, or, or a thousand, you know, your square foot 
and all of your equipment, everything is sized based on the square footage, not your attendance. So if you've got a worship center that can hold 5,000 people, but you're only having 1,000 people show up, it doesn't matter. You've still got to look by square foot, not by person. Unless you physically shut down and take out of the equation, square footage of your facility is always going to boil down to how much you're spending per square foot. And that's going to be indicative of how well you are kind of benchmarked with everything else. Because again, even if we're not using that square footage, if we're, we may be spending less, but it's still deteriorating again, unless we we've intentionally cut it off and shut it down and have no intention of starting it, starting using it again. So if you've got the square foot, it doesn't matter where your attendance is. doesn't matter where your giving is. You've got a, an amount that you should be spending to maintain it. Many times that's more than most of you are doing. Again, short in the time, short in the personnel, short in the finances. But there's hope. We can do this. We've got a benchmarking report that came out that you can start. That can be the start of the process. Maybe that'll be the catalyst of hopefully it will be for you to do that. And you've got us. This is what we do. And uh, not to toot our own horn, but pretty darn good at it. We'd love to help you. We'd love to partner with you to help you tell the story of the facility, explain to who it needs to be explained to in a very objective manner of this is what it will take, this is what it needs. We'd love to be part of that process to help get you to where you are able to properly maintain, properly support, properly steward that which has been entrusted to you. If you have any questions, please reach out to us, info at smartchurchsolutions.com. You can always email me direct at Nathan at smartchurchsolutions.com. We want to hear from you. So if you're hearing it, you got a question, reach out, email us. If you got a complaint, email us. Love emails, right? Let us know. If there's something else that you want to hear about, a topic you want to see, we'd love to hear from you get those ideas and provide you with the information you're looking for. So let us know, please. Uh, thank you for being here today, for putting up with me for, for almost a half an hour. I hope you have a great week and be looking ahead to, to our Smart Church Solutions website, uh, our other resources, our Facebook group. We hope you're a part of that. Um, Church Facility Management Solutions Facebook group. Just search that. Join us. Learn from fellow stewards across the country. Be a part. We will be participating in several virtual conferences for the rest of the year as, as things continue to be a little hectic due to COVID. So watch for that information coming out as well. We will share that information. We will help get you linked in and partnered up with the right organization and continue to bring you that information from all areas of church facility and technology just for you. So thank you again. Glad that you were here on this 18th episode of Facilities 5 and Dime brought to you by Smart Church Solutions. Thanks again. Please subscribe. Let us know how we can help.